This week on Erotic Awakening, 100 Fetish List, the final installment. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. Every Thursday, your hosts, Dan and Dawn, share with you their experience and insights on kink, power exchange, and erotic life, as well as bring you interviews with exciting people from various lifestyles. Then every Monday, you'll hear from our various guest hosts. These nationally known educators bring a variety of experience to the mics and share with you an ever-increasing diverse world of alternative life. Erotic Awakening is intended for mature audiences. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by Smitten Kitten. 20% off of your purchase from smittenkittenonline.com when you use the offer code Dan and Dawn. Hi, Dan. Hi, Dawn. How are you? I am a little overwhelmed at the moment, but so glad to be sitting behind the mic again. <laughs> I bet you are a little overwhelmed. So, taking a little break from the packing and the organizing for Beyond the Love, which starts tomorrow. Oddly enough, I know, we've been talking about talking about it, and then all of a sudden, boom, here it is. Yeah, it's like, wow, can we really put it together in, what, six months? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Six months. Oh, my God. Yeah, I don't even think we had decided to do it when we finished up Power Exchange Summit. It was just about, it was it was finding the new hotel for Power Exchange Summit. Oh, this that's is, we could right. do it uh, here. We could have a polyamory focused event mm-hmm. in uh, the Midwest. And thus, as of the next time we talk, we'll say, here's how it went. Nice, nice. I think it's going to be awesome. We're going to have about 174 people there, which is like awesome for a first time event. And not only a first time event, but one that's so niche. Is that the word? It's I mean, a fun the, word at least. Yeah. So the, the niche is polyamory. So with just the focus on polyamory and 174 people, it's going to be a good time. But today we are going to be talking about kinky BDSM fetishes. Oh, yeah. Uh, this will be the eighth show, seventh or eighth show wow. in our review of 100 fetishes. And the reason it takes eight shows is because some of the fetishes we've talked about, for example, um, spanking, uh-huh. we end up spending a lot of time talking about where there's other fetishes that we come across where we say, well, we just need to do a show about that. Exactly. So, and then we go out and try to find people to do shows on it. So, so all I've got left here is a couple of S's and a couple of T's, and then my list is completed. What do you got on your side? I got some H's and some I's and, huh, no J. You would think jacking off would be, oh, sorry, <laughs> that's a J. <laughs> some K's and some L's. Oh my God, you think there'd be a lot more L's with leather. So, but anyway, so this list is not complete because I just thought of a couple things missing. No, no. no it's, it's, it's only 100 <laughs> fetishes. So, oh, for yeah. example, of the 100 fetishes, Dawn, how do you feel about spreader bars? I like spreader bars. Not in full-time play, but is it a fetish? Nah, I just like it in addition every now and then. Right. So we haven't done that in a long time. The idea of a, uh, a three-foot, perhaps, bar uh-huh. with hooks on the end. Not literal, like meat hooks, but place eyelets. Yes. So that someone can have their uh, legs spread um, and therefore bits available. Yep. Legs or arms. Sure, sure. Because arms, my arms aren't usually bound. So I usually hide them behind my back or, you know, whatever. I keep them out of the way. But Mm -hmm. still, if they're up in a spreader bar, then 
They're not going anywhere. That's true. <laughs> Tickling so, is a hard limit for me, by the way. <laughs> good, good to know. Because I'm seeing the posture of the whole X, you know, with the arms up and the legs wide, and no, no tickling. So when I think of spreader bars, somebody with their legs spread open, mm. available, uh, it's hot, it's kinky. I would not call it a fetish. I don't. Nah. No, and for I, it's not a fetish for us. Obviously, we don't have one. Right, we don't. Well, there so. you go. But it is in our, our Kickstarter cards. Oh, it is. It is an That's option. True. So maybe we should buy one to put in the toy bag in case that card pops up. How about uh, this one, Dawn? Uh, how do you feel about a stable? A stable? And what it's saying is a, it is serving with other submissives. So, oh. for example, perhaps a high protocol dinner. Well, I'm good with that. So, But I don't think it's a fetish to always serve with other people or belong to part of the stable. No, I like being alpha. <laughs> <laughs> I could be alpha of a stable. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know that it's a fetish. I think I like... it's it's absolutely a... Feels like a... Well, that would make actually a pretty good question, but it feels like a fetish for a lot of people because mm-hmm. I see a lot of people that... We met someone uh, not too long ago presenting who made a big... Uh, wanted to make it very clear that they have seven submissives that they own and... Um, used to have a lot more, and right. this is a small number for him. And Yeah, so I would say there's certainly people that it is in itself. It's a fetish. Mm-hmm. Maybe not. Maybe fetish isn't quite the word as so much as a psychological... Ego thing? Ego thing. Yeah, I don't know. It'd be nice to hear from someone that does consider it a fetish. Not though. really, I don't, I no? don't know. That turns them on? I don't know. I'd be okay, kind of curious. Okay, it turns them on. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be kind of curious as to why it turns them on. And if it's not an ego-stroking thing, it would just be kind of neat. So, but, cool. Okay, I got one for you. Okay. High heel worship. Sir, do you have a fetish for high heel? <laughs> you know, I, I remember uh, I used to have a slave that used to be the uh, object of desire to someone else who made her wear high heels all the time. Mm-hmm. And I quickly explained to her that that was a fetish that I do not share. Mm-hmm. And a matter of fact, I find high heels uh, somewhat annoying. Why to be in day-to-day normal wear. If you want to wear high heels when you go out, that's fine. I don't care. But no, it's not, absolutely not a fetish for me. The idea of, just the idea of wearing high heels, worshipping high heels as a fetish. Nope, doesn't do it for me. Don't want to wear them? Nope, no, no interest. <laughs> I could tell it's the middle of the day and I got plenty of coffee. So, um, I like to see some people in high heels. I have no interest in really wearing high heels. Um, never really have. And I don't find them comfortable. They're sexy on other people. But I do remember a time at Dark Odyssey and there was an icebreaker in the dungeon. And one of the icebreakers was to kiss someone's high heels. And then okay. I got to mark it off the little slip of paper mm-hmm, or something mm-hmm. like that. And um, I found somebody with some really sexy high heels on and went down to kiss them. And that was kind of hot. But she was a mistress. So to me, it was more about the, the power exchange, more about the getting down on my knees to kiss someone's right. shoes. It could have been her bare feet. It could have been her boots. It could have been... Her tennis shoes. I don't know. <laughs> but you know, kind of sexy. There's another one that's missing from the 100 list is the shoes. And, you know, I'm talking about people that want go right. on eBay and buy used shoes for the sexual mm-hmm. fetishes of it. Mm-hmm. I had, when I did a, a mini uh, fetish flea market, or no, a clothing flea market at the, at the room, someone specifically wrote in and asked if there would be used sneakers because it was his fetish. All right. So I thought that was interesting. Maybe I can look him up again and we can interview him. Also not on the list. Also, just as well as not on the list, I don't know nothing about it. 
So, mmm. But that always also brings up panties. So, um, how about one more okay. before we jump into some stuff? Hoods. Do hoods turn you oh. on? No, I would not call. I would not say I have a fetish for hoods. Um, I have had people that do, and I enjoy putting them on them. So it's very, this one I would consider a very dependent fetish, mm-hmm. right? If it was a turn on for you, that would work for me. Um, but just on its own, I don't masturbate thinking about, ooh, and then, I'm, then I'll put a hood on her. Right, right. And see, and for me, as I get older, my claustrophobia is kicking in more. So where I used to like the idea of hoods, not so much anymore. And But we do have these silken ones that were made for us, these satiny silken ones. So you've got one that's airbrushed. Mm-hmm. That's that's used to, but that's used more to freak people out <laughs> than as an actual hood. And my purple one, my purple one's okay. So it's not like a leather one. So, But is it a fetish? No. It is all about that whole losing senses. Right. You know, so it doesn't have to be a hood. You've used vet wrap on me before, you know, over my eyes and stuff. So it's more yeah. about senses than... The actual construction of the hood. That's true. I've made some pretty neat hoods you out have. of t-shirts and vet wrap. T-shirts, vet wrap, towels. You're pretty <laughs> cling wrap. <laughs> You're pretty inventive. Basically, don't leave me in your kitchen with Woody because I'll find things to pervert. Uh, I do see that um, you have a new tentacle lip link. I do. Um, Bungie sent me well actually there was a couple of sent in i wonder why there's only one showing up but monkey sent me like a link to a calendar page and it shows a girl that is built kind of like a mermaid mm-hmm. but instead of a tail it's tentacles yeah. and he goes probably not your usual thing but leads to interesting ideas and I'm, I'm looking at it going, oh, yeah, it leads to some interesting ideas. You know, I'm, I'm pansexual, omnisexual, whatever. That leads to some pretty <laughs> naughty ideas. <laughs> so, hey, actually, you do have another one via the uh, FET mail, the uh, vibrating octopi vibrators, which I don't oh, know what that yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like they, they look like little oct- octopi, and you put them in, they fit like the, the top of the head fits in the palm of your hand. And then I... Instead of like a, a dildo, or I guess it's a vibrator, like a, a clitoris vibrator, mm-hmm. because they're kind of small, oh. and they fit and can lay on top a of... A little octopus on your clit. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> so, and then, so that kind of feeds into, it segues into the other fet mail that I got, which was from Shadow Fox. And he goes, I was at the Kinky Geeky event again this year, and three years in a row, and you guys <laughs> haven't been there. And this is the place with the tentacle chair. Right. So can you imagine? And, and Mr. Malaprop, who has been there before um, vending, told me last night that an hour a night in the dungeon is photo opportunity. Oh. So for an hour of the night, if you're in the dungeon, you can have your, your picture taken. And, and they do it for photo ops. So I'm sitting here thinking, ooh, Dawn in the tentacle chair with the vibrating octopi with Georgette. With <laughs> <laughs> we could have a whole little photo session. You could. That would be awesome. So uh, thank you, Shadow Fox. Mention it to someone at Kinky and Geeky. We would and, love to come um, out. We would love to come out and present. Absolutely. And then uh, I see that Rainy from Google Plus has added us lately. Mm-hmm. People do still use Google Plus. Yep. And Sparkle Adams from Facebook. 
Indeed, indeed. So, um, I've got another. I've got another fetish for you. Good. Hot wax dripping. So dripping hot wax. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, um, now I will say, and uh, because she's not here to defend herself, that the uh, other significant other that I talk about, Karen, on occasion. That is the one thing that would reach her fetish list is hot wax. Yeah. But I think it's more, but a lot of people do hot wax that are not kinky at all. Mm-hmm. It's a relaxing sort of thing. Oh. Um, but yeah, I, I, I dig the hot wax. We don't do it a whole lot, but I, would, I, I suppose I dig it. Yeah, and I, I like it, but again, it's more of the, for me, it's more of the submission thing. So for me, it's more of the heat and oh, the, yeah. you know, you know, the fear and things like that. Because the first time you had that done to me, it was a... Uh, S and K. Mm-hmm. So a long time ago, and you had S do it to me first, and I don't have his permission. So, and I can remember being in the basement of the house and laying out on a tarp, and he poured hot wax over my breast, uh-huh. but he hadn't tied my hands, and the heat was so hot, <laughs> I reached up, smacked my boob because it was on fire, so right. it felt like, which burnt my hand, I mean, and, and he knew what he was doing, so it wasn't hot enough to really burn me, it was just that heat that, that felt like it, so after that, he kind of put my hands under his knees and made a breast <laughs> sculpture, I had like, you know, he peeled it off, and it was the shape of my boobs, mm-hmm. and I really like it, really like it, but be trained, if you're going to do something like that, be trained, because the wrong wax the wrong candles, the wrong, wrong temperature, temperature, whatever, can, can really cause some damage. So, but uh, I like it. But again, it's more about being the edge play. So, mm-hmm. you okay. know, I okay. like it like fire and things like that. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's an interesting one where, uh, <laughs> and there's, this is true for, of a lot of fetishes, that you can go from a, it's just a, um, it's a medical treatment. It's mm-hmm. a sensual thing. It's hot, kinky sex. Mm-hmm. And the same thing can be all across the spectrum. Oh, absolutely. Oh, I like it with the hot, kinky sex. What else you got on your list? Um, hot waxing hair removal. Um, As a fetish. Hot waxing hair removal. Boy, that sounds painful. Yeah, it does. Do you remember the girl that wanted to wax your eyebrows? No. I forget her name. I believe that there. I'm sure that there's been more yeah. than one girl that's wanted yeah. to wax my eyebrows. I think eyebrow. it was more. Yeah, it was more. I think it was more along the lines of a fetish for her. She actually had her kit with her and everything, so she's probably just scoping out people that she could ask. But uh, cool. What else do we have? Yeah. So the whole hot wax removal thing. And somebody's got to tell us that that's hot for them and it doesn't work for us apparently. Yeah. No. No. Because we just kind of eh, and moved on. Yes, <laughs> that, didn't even, that. that didn't even warrant discussion. Okay. <laughs> So I got another one that doesn't warrant discussion as a fetish standing in the corner. No, not as a fetish. And that has been used with me as punishment. Mm-hmm. I cannot say that's yeah. a fetish. That is why it works as punishment. <laughs> and another one that doesn't really warrant discussion, and not because it's not legitimate, but strapping, which is being spanked or beat with a strap. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've certainly talked about spanking and different kind of beating. Straps, just another, we don't necessarily use the strap a lot, but we do have one. Mm-hmm. And uh, we use it as a mix-in with other toys. So on its own, it's not a fetish. It's a piece of our BDSM arsenal. Right, right. I agree with you there. So, okay, so here's one. I have seven left on my list. You got seven left. I have about that many, too. So, But some of these aren't really our things, so we don't have a lot to talk about. But um, here's one that's interesting, and I have to look at it to see if it's a fetish. Okay. Initiation rights. So initiation rights. That... Initiation rites. Because I can remember, right? Because I can remember. Because as a priestess, 
you know, I've done initiation rites, initiation into sacred sexuality, initiation into, you know, my spiritual path, initiation Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. We did an initiation with A, and that was really awesome. But I would consider it more of an interest instead of a fetish. But could it turn into a fetish? Does initiate... You know, if I give it the right tone, I'm sitting here tingling. Is that, well, there you go. That is the test of whether it's a fetish or not. Right. I mean, I don't know that if I did an initiation right with someone, it was just a spiritual thing and it wasn't a sexual thing and blah, blah, blah. Is that going to make me tingle? No, it's out of context. Right. But in context, with like sacred sexuality or if we started a, an SS temple or something like that, oh my God, that'd just be awesome. <laughs> Good. I am stuck with this one in that I have this little hook in my head that says this is something that is used for evil instead of for good. Oh. Uh, and I don't know exactly how to better describe it, but that initiation rites, I'm not sure where, there is something within my history that has a negative connotation to this. Is it from something that was read? Because if by saying evil, I know what popped into my head mm-hmm. as an initiation rite that was used for harm. Yeah, so maybe it was something that's read. There's something out there that's not allowing me to connect this. But we certainly do ritual mm-hmm. from a, a matter of fact, Bat just made me the most wonderful BDSM ritual kit, mm-hmm. which I will uh, talk about on the podcast uh, at length at some friends, its own little show. Uh, and actually, we'll probably bring uh, Kevin on of Kevin and Katie, who is a staunch anti using BDSM for cathartic scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, and that'll make for a lively debate. It would. If it he would. ever gets his ass out of Canada. Exactly. So so I certainly see ritual as part of BDSM. And ritual as a fetish? Uh, boy, yeah, I'm going to have to say yes to that one because it engages my creativity in such a way that does turn me on. Mm-hmm. You know, and I got to say, it, it's, like I said, like you said, ritual, not just initiation rites, but ritual. Absolutely. I crave it. I actually catch myself every once in a while reaching out and saying, hey, is anybody interested in exploring this? Because I could see <laughs> really pulling yes. that into my life a little more hardcore because I do enjoy it yeah. so much. You Did know? you know if you go to OkCupid, the field pagan is not something you can search for? Really? Sorry, caller me. Huh. <laughs> Got it. Caller me. Not but OkCupid. I want to. <laughs> I know. So I, w- I would love to do that. What about but, uh, thumb cuffs? Thumb cuffs? No, not a fetish. Usually those are a little... I see those as a little more funny and jokey than some sort of fetish or even part of our BDSM toy arsenal. <laughs> so, Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by Smitten Kitten. Smitten Kitten is your online resource and personal guide to all things sex-related. They offer over 3,000 unique products and have served the sex-positive community for over 10 years. From thumb cuffs to the other 100 BDSM fetishes, you'll find it all at BDSM. At, <laughs> boy, that was going good, too. You'll find it all at smittenkittenonline.com when you use the offer code Dan and Dawn, written out as three words all together. You'll get 20% off your total purchase, and you're helping out the Erotic Waking podcast, as they are um, helping us to not pay for this out of our pocket. They're paying for it out of theirs. Nice. So if you're going to go buy sex toys... You know you're going to do it anyway. You've got to go buy some condoms, go buy some lube, whatever. Go buy them from Smitten Kitten. Mm-hmm. Use our discount code. It benefits you, benefits us. That's what they call a win-win. Ooh, a win-win. That oh, turns just, me on, too. 
Just saw Ted Turner walk by and gave me a thumbs up. Oh. <laughs> Awesome. We win. So, Erotic Awakening is also sponsored in part by Adventures in Sexuality, Central Ohio's kinky fun group. Their next event is Seasons Beatings on December 14th. Um, that's an all-night party at Princeton up in the VIP room. I'm looking forward to it if I get to go. Find out more at adventuresinsexuality.org. Fantastic. Awesome. So, I got another one. Okay. Yeah, see, some of these we just get to scroll through. So, mm-hmm. And if we're going to make this our final show, we can just scroll, scroll through them. But this one is injections. <laughs> you think you, you're con- anyone's concerned by that comment? No. <laughs> oh, good. What, that it's the last one? No, you said this is our final show. Oh, no, 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 the final <laughs> fetish show. Well, the final, of this list anyway. I bet you I can find more lists. Um, injections. Next. No, no, we can't say we haven't seen that. I remember... Mm-hmm. Um, Jay had uh, saline injected into his balls. Mm-hmm. And I think I've seen boobs, too. Yeah, I saw someone given boobs. It was a male. Oh, okay. That was given boobs. He was injected in the chest. With saline solution with saline, or something else? With saline. Yeah. And was given boobs for a while, so they had a little bit of cleavage. So, But the body ends up absorbing it. So, But um, I know people that, that, that love it. I'm... <laughs> it's really hard to, to talk about some of the fetishes that we don't connect to. Because mm-hmm. a fetish is, you know, you're, if you get it or you don't, right? right? Injections, don't get it. I don't even see why people would be tur- turned on by it. doesn't mean it's bad, good. It just Mm-mm. means I don't get it. Uh, and there's a lot of them like that. Yeah. So. Yeah. So. All right. How about interrogations? I do indeed have a few uh, fantasies around interrogation scenes. Um, whenever, and I normally think of them as happening at one of the, uh, Adventures in Sexuality events, Mm -hmm. uh, either Cope or Winter Wicked. And the reason I think of it there is because there's a theme night on Friday night. Mm -hmm. So sci-fi was the theme, uniforms is the theme, things like that. And I create these mental interrogation scenes based on the theme. For me, the interrogation scene to be successful for, for it to work for me as a fetish is there's a level of a higher level of role play to it where we separate instead of Dan interrogating Dawn, mm-hmm. it's um, Lord Farquaad interrogating <laughs> Snow White. Right, right. You know, to take that separation of self so that you can be more the evil interrogator. Uh, I like the idea of that that separation allows me to dig the role better mm-hmm. and and to be a little bit more of a Interrogator, which I see as a, basically an evil. Hey, you know what we could do? What's that? We could do. I could do um, Saeed, and you could be. Um, oh, what the fuck's her name? What's our cat's name? Claire. Claire. Yeah, and I could interrogate you. We could pretend we're on Lost. <laughs> That'd be cool, or something like that. <laughs> but I, I find it really interesting because we both had. You and I have both had interrogation fantasies mm-hmm. you've got yours i've got mine we've talked about them for years i can remember sitting at a house party going oh my god that's just so fucking hot you know and talking about it and then like you said realizing that we can't really do it with dan interrogating dawn because we know each other's buttons we know all of each other's buttons and if we get really lost in the headspace you know we might end up doing some harm instead of just hurt <laughs> what's the um what's the theme for the upcoming 
massive AIS event. They haven't announced it. Oh, bastards. <laughs> so, but as role play, I mean, we've done role play before, not necessarily in our sex life, but um, we have done live action role play. We are those geeky people. We could, uh-huh. I, you know, you're, you're mentioning, you know, this whole high level role play. And I'm like, oh yeah, I could get into that because then it's not Dan and Dawn. Right. Then you're looking for Snow White's buttons. Right. Not Dawn's buttons. You know, what did you do with those seven little men? <laughs> so that'd be awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, see, now my brain's all trying to put together the next scene. Um, so here's one where we'll have a... Uh, there's, I've got two good ones here. One that is a popular one that I don't dig. Mm-hmm. Suspension. My next one's right along the same lines with that. So how about intricate rope bondage? So intricate rope bondage, you can just scratch off the list. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't get into it because I can't do it. Mm-hmm. I am no shibari ninja. It's just not something I'm skilled at. And I know you don't get into it because I've heard the stories of the three-hour being tied up. In the cold, outdoors, naked, and no attention paid to me at all. It was all about the rope. And when he was done, my teeth were chattering so much, he was offended when I asked him to take me out of it because the artwork had turned out so well. Right. (laughs) But suspension, I mean, I threw the intricate rope bondage in there because when I think suspension, I think rope. Mm -hmm. That's why I matched up with that. But you're right. As we're talking about rope, I'm like, oh, but suspension, no, no, no. We started using that blaze wrap, mm-hmm. the, the, um, the packing cling wrap. And um, that I, I have got, I'm hooked on that. That we have done different layers of where we're building up to actually suspend me, suspend me. Mm-hmm. Like in a spider web sort of thing where I can fly sort of thing. Yep. And I'm looking forward to that. That's a, that's a make me wet. <laughs> <laughs> Really want to try that. How are you? How are you? You seem to enjoy it. Yeah, I, I enjoy it. I, uh, fetish is a challenging word. I enjoy it because it is creative. It's a great. Uh, I like styles of play that are not proscriptive. Um, for example, a bullwhip, you've really only got one way to use a bullwhip. And I'm sure bullwhip enthusiasts will, again, argue this, but basically you're going to swing. You're not. I'm certainly not skilled enough, and I don't know anybody skilled enough that they could use the bullwhip to caress, you know, wrap around someone's leg and caress mm-hmm. their clit, and then we'll snake it back out, which is fine. It's not that kind of toy. Um, but the saran wrap, the, or the cling wrap, I should say, and some of the other stuff like that, like we were talking about earlier, with um, whatever the hell we were talking about earlier, I like the idea I can just, you know, throw some stuff out, and I'll create something on the right. go. Right. Whenever I go with the cling wrap, it has so many different ways you can go with it. I don't know where I'm going with it. Hoods is the other one, run right? Mm-hmm. Where I've just grabbed a T-shirt. I had a T-shirt. I had some cling wrap, and I just made up. Oh, I'm just gonna create a hood out of this stuff. Um, that's so. That's why I like the cling wrap because it is very creative. You can go all kinds of different directions with it. Uh, you can, and and it's and it's just fun to play with. Mm-hmm. But is it a fetish per se? No, I don't really look forward to. That in its own little masturbation fantasy. Yeah. You know, and, and as you're talking, I'm sitting here thinking, um, <clears throat> some of the fetishes that I find fetishy are actually spiritual to me. So isn't that weird? I'm mm-hmm. going to have to do some journaling mm-hmm. on that and some thinking on that. Because the whole um, cling wrap thing and suspending me, one of the whole reasons I'm looking forward to being suspended 
is because it's a spiritual moment for me. I'm going to be able to have my feet off the ground and feel like I'm flying, you know? So it's going to be, I'm hoping that it's not something that I just want to do. It's something that I want to drop into headspace as it's being done and then feel like I'm flying. Right. So it is very spiritual, but it also makes me wet. So... I got some journaling to do. <laughs> the, I'm so uh, glad my spiritual path involves sacred sexuality and, and various things. Uh, these last three, two out of three, I'm going to say we very heavily dig. One of them you'd love to dig, but uh, we should probably talk some about some of this big long list of new subscribers. Oh, absolutely. Oh, my gosh. Because we've definitely gone international on this one. Mm-hmm. We've got Bobby D. from Las Vegas. Mr. Bubbles BD. From South Carolina. Excalibur from Ohio. Vicky from Ohio. I wonder if they know each other. I don't know. Sylvia did not want to give her location. Sneaky. <laughs> Jennifer, uh, well, we'll pick a location for Sylvia then. Uh, Italy. Italy it is? Italy. Okay. Uh, Jennifer from Ohio. Um, Marcel from Michigan. Fred from Washington. Tony from Ohio. Jackie from British Columbia. Uh-huh. Chip. Now, Chip said that he was not from New Zealand, not from sunny California. He is from northwest Georgia. And Chip is Chip the tentacle guy. So I am really surprised that he's not on (laughs) the newsletter. (laughs) And Lisa from Illinois. Yes. become members of the, joining the uh, newsletter where we send out a variety of information on the about once a month, as well as the occasional prize and all that kind of jazz. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Indeed. So what's the one that... We want to get into the fetish. Oh, look at y'all moving around in your chair. Uh, <laughs> swapping. Ooh. Sign me up. Yeah. Now, I see swapping different from swinging uh-huh. in that a couple meets a couple and they change partners and they maybe stay in the same room and there's non-penetration. I think that's mm-hmm. really how I perceive swapping versus swinging. Yeah, yeah. And for me, there could be penetration, but it's all discussed ahead of time, you know, so kind of, you know what you're getting into when you go into it. Mm -hmm. And we've done that a couple of times. Mm -hmm. I've had two visions pop up into my head, and one involved a swing club that we met there specifically on purpose, and one involved going out to dinner and having dinner with them and then going back to their apartment. Mm Mm-hmm. I can remember that one, too. And she was quite disappointed. I never stuck my dick in her. She was, but... You gave me orders, so... Yes. And that was just, you know... <laughs> just to get things moving. <laughs> sometimes you're digging it, sometimes you're not. Yep, yep. So, but I definitely like that idea. And then, uh, what else got on yours? I've got kidnapping. You know, we've certainly been to a number of events where you can do kidnapping. Dark Odyssey comes to mind. Twisted Trist, Woodstock. yeah. Most of the outdoor events, if mm-hmm. you're going to do a kidnapping. Um... It is certainly a fetish for some people. I don't like it when I see it as, and this is just my little thing, right? If you're going to do sign up for a kidnapping, um, I think it should be hardcore, mm-hmm. you know? And I see, sometimes you see cute kidnappings. Right. Um, but that's just for me. I don't dig being, I've never signed up to be on the kidnapping crew. Right. And I have thought about signing up for the kidnapping because it has been um, a fantasy of mine, and but then I would watch the kidnappings, and yeah, it'd be some of the giggling and soft swats, and you know, just <clears throat> could totally be what they're looking for. 
Maybe that is something they put on their sheet, totally what they're looking for. Me, I want to resist and fight back. So I would hope, and I have no clue how I would react. You know, maybe I would react, this is silly and not real or something like that. But I would hope that I would fight back. And then I start thinking about it. I'm like, well, is that really hot? You know, so I get too lost in my head mm-hmm. when I start thinking about them now, where it used to be, oh, I just want to do it. And now I'm not so sure. I don't know. Do, do fetishes change? I guess fetishes and fantasies change. No, absolutely. So, so I don't know. Maybe I have to think about it again, because there, there are some, uh, some uh, pictures in my head <laughs> that I can think of, of like after effects, like after you've been kidnapped, what kind of position do they have you in? And so it's the actual tackling part. But you know what? The witch hunt. I was tackled on that, and you know what? And even though that was a little scary, when I look back on it, man, it was just hot, hot, hot. So, we'll see. Maybe. I was going to say, as much as you were complaining about your uh, hips and back hurting earlier. (laughs) I sat in the chair, it's like, oh, my back, oh, my hip, oh, my, yeah. You know what? That's probably not a good idea, just physically. You know, we have to... Electrical tape the elbow. Don't twist the elbow. <laughs> don't do this. Don't do that. Basically, your fighting back will be glares. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or biting. Uh, what else got on yours? I got two more. Uh, I've got about five. Oh, let's so, talk about... Um, kneeling. As a fetish, yes. I would have to say yes as well. So, But the thing is, because I'm in a power exchange relationship with you, the thought and the fantasies are more about kneeling for you but i also have the fantasies of kneeling for a faceless person hmm. so it's just kneeling yeah mm-hmm. i can see that i could definitely see someone kneeling for me as to be a, a fetish mm-hmm. um and not so much if it was a staged thing per se but um yeah pretty much anybody yeah yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. And again, nice. you know, it's funny you try to put words around it, but you don't. There's no words around it. I just, my, I check it in with my body and my dick's saying, it's a fetish. And my mind's like, why? My dick says, shut up. Exactly. I know. That's the way I was with the initi- initi- uh, initiation rites, right, you right. know? So, but I'm watching your face light up. So yeah, I'd say it's go. a fetish. <laughs> I'm going to have to kneel for you more often, though I don't know that it holds the same power as a random person doing right. it. So, um, leather restraints. <clears throat> Leather restraints. Um, sure, restraints in general can be hot. Okay. Yeah, just the fact that they're leather restraints is kind of odd for me. But some people have the whole leather, sure, the leather sure. thing, and you know I've got my cuffs and stuff like that. But is it a fetish? We certainly don't go out of the way to use those. Mm-mm. No, but I do enjoy them. Okay. I do enjoy them. I like the feel of them and stuff. But no, we don't go don't go out of our way. Um, again, part of the arsenal that. Fits into the whole package. Mm-hmm. Um, lecturing, no. Good, no. <laughs> <Me neither>. No, <laughs> that is punishment. Yeah, absolutely. We <laughs> we use that from a punishment perspective. It doesn't. No. Next. <laughs> mantra and meditation. As, as a, a fetish. fetish. Nope. No, I do mantra and meditation every day, but it's not a fetish. That is purely my it's spiritual insanity path. <laughs> my sanity path. <laughs> Okay, one more on mine. How many do you have? Two. Two? Okay, go for one of yours. Teasing. Teasing? 
I like teasing. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think of it as teasing, but I certainly yeah. do. Yeah. Uh, and I wonder how much of that is like what would Barrick would call a drive-by doming. Um, absolutely, dig the teasing. I love I, being I, I, teased. Now, to be clear, I dig being the teaser. Right. Do I enjoy being teased? No, not really. That kind of triggers my little dominant mm-hmm. dingy majigger. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. But I certainly like being the teaser. Like the brattiness and stuff. You don't really get off no, on no, the, the brattiness. No, no, not the brattiness and stuff. But even teasing from a perspective of... See, it's cool from a perspective of what we used to do like in the... When we used to work together, you know, oh, a quick yeah. grab in the hallway, something like that. Mm-hmm. But I still prefer to be the driver. Yeah, yeah. And you know what's funny? I like being teased by other people. I also like teasing. But because I'm an introvert, mm-hmm. it's a lot harder for me to tease. So I like being teased more. Okay. So, but if I could get out of my shell sometimes, that whole flirting thing... I'd love. I think I would like to learn how to tease. Mm-hmm. So, but I got a feeling it's going to be a struggle. So, right now, tease me, tease me. And, I like and being teased. Just in case, <laughs> uh, Dark Angel is listening. We both recommend the event in Canada called Tease. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So he wrote me recently. Wished us luck on the event. Oh, how kind. So nice. Awesome, awesome. All right, I have one more, and me you too. have one more. Let me do mine first. Okay. Because we don't have any experience with it. Okay. Triple penetration. Oh, no, we don't. And you know what? I actually talked to um, Lucy the Slut yeah. last week. Yeah. And because we were um, going through the Kickstarter cards and stuff, and uh, someone brought up double penetration, and I was like, fantasy hasn't happened yet, except with one real, one toy, you know, but no two real people. And we were talking about all the, the stuff that it takes to make that happen, and you know, and we went on to triple penetration, and I'm like, damn, I can't even get the double penetration put together yet, right. you know? And um, <clears throat> so I'm going to throw Bat under the bus, because I haven't had a chance to tell you this yet, so I'll just tell you on the, on the air. Okay. <laughs> Bat has set up, Bat knows two people that she can set me up with for the double penetration, and one of the people were standing right there and has already said yes. <laughs> And he's okay with the second person that she came up with. Well, you who should, I can't mention because he hasn't been asked yet. <laughs> you, you should tell Bat Christmas is coming. Ooh. And that's what she can get for Bill at Dawn. <laughs> that would be awesome. So, definitely a fantasy until I start thinking about the logical maneuvering. You right. know, the actual physical placements of the bodies and, you know, how, you know and things like nah, that. Your problem will drop a hood on you. Okay, I can do that as long as it has a mouth hole because that's yes. triple penetration. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Were you thinking of a different hole? <laughs> I was trying to, and nothing was really working out for me. Oh, my gosh. And this cough won't go away. Well, let's <clears throat> do okay. your last one, and we'll be done. All right. So I've got one more, and that is massage getting. Getting a massage. No. No? Not really a kink for me. No, I didn't really. And I've given you massages before, and I'm sure you've had massages before, but that whole receiving thing, you like to give more than receive, yeah. I, I think is what I read there. And I see massages just, I just don't see them as sexual. <laughs> uh, what? No, go ahead. I have a story. No, go ahead. <laughs> because I, I don't always find them sexual, though they do work their way into fantasies. And I find it funny because I just watched a porn the other day, um, 
and uh, I don't usually watch porn, but Whatever. you know, <laughs> and it started out with the massage and how it progressed from there, you know, <laughs> and um, then I then I went someplace recently <laughs> where the day started out with the massage. Oh yeah! Oh. <laughs> so yeah, now I. <laughs> I don't know if this person that, listens to the podcast. I don't but you know certainly that have he a, does or not either. <laughs> it is now. It's a brand new fetish for you, huh? Yeah. All right. So. Uh, so well, yes, fetishes can change. <laughs> they can disappear and they can appear. And that for people that are excited by such a thing, that is our list of 100 fetishes. It only took us over two years to get through. Woohoo! Wow. So. If you want to talk about a fetish, one of the fetishes that we've brought up and you want to talk to us about it because it's not one of ours and we don't know what to say about it, you can contact us through email at Dawn at eroticawakening.com. You were wondering where I was going with that. (laughs) Uh, You can use the Got Comment page on the website to get a hold of us in a variety of ways such as uh, Twitter, Facebook, FetLife, and more. If you haven't seen the new Got Comment page, which Dawn's clearly looking confused by, (laughs) even our voicemail, it's all there on one page. Awesome, awesome. And then we would love to um, hear how you rate us. (laughs) So you can rate us on iTunes or tweet about us or like us on Facebook or tell your friends. So, yay. I hear a lot of good things. We just got a letter today, this morning, from somebody at KK, Mm -hmm. Kinky College, that likes listening to the podcast and stuff like that. So, it's all good. It is. It is all good. Shouldn't we be packing for Beyond the Love? Oh my god, yes. So, I've got things to print out and run books to go pick up and all that good stuff and finish packing clothing. Do you know how hard it is to pack for an event and not bring my leathers? It's a different event. It is a different event. We'll tell you guys all about it next week. Indeed. Bye, Dan. Bye, Don.